Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And welcome to the Backstage Show. So, what are we talking about today? <laughs> today, we're talking about show programs oh you mean those booklets that they hand out programs get your programs can't tell the players without a program and that's right yeah yes they still do that they still do do that they still kill trees and hand out these pamphlets that yeah half of them end up you know in the uh, seats after the show's over in the seats or in the garbage or (laughs) in the bin that the theater has nicely provided for recycling Recycling, or for a lot of us they end up in a big box in a closet somewhere (laughs) as most yeah yes i I, most shows that i've done or were heavily involved with i've saved programs for yeah i I don't think i've saved a lot for shows that i've gone to see except like you know on broadway and that sort of thing yeah yeah well that that's kind of what they're tied to is the memento element right and I guess that kind of, you know, lends into our top question that we had listed on our little notes there, which is, are they necessary or are they just expected? Well, as to their necessity, I think you can go a lot of reasons as far as what information they convey. And some of it, I think, actually is still important information for the audience. Yeah. To put the show in context. Yeah. That said, the effort, well, I guess another necessity of it, too, is, well, let's face it, advertising. Well, not all programs, not all theaters do include advertising in their program. I would say... But are you saying advertising the theater itself? No, I'm talking about uh, ads. Yeah. They don't all do it. No, true. But some of them that do have that rely on the programs as the vehicle for that. That does certainly provide some uh, needed income for the theaters. And uh, But I mean, how much... I, I guess if we're talking about necessary, how much more than just supporting... The printing and distributing of the programs does the advertising really pay for? I good question. I yeah. it depends. Yeah, is it a it's a cost benefit thing? Are you just getting all these advertisers just to support printing a program? Mm-hmm. Hopefully not. Hopefully, Hopefully their money's going a little bit more. further than that. Yeah, but I mean, I I think there's a lot of shows. There, there's certainly information provided in there that's helpful for any show. Like you know, you know, can't tell the players out of program. You don't know who's playing what role and, and whatnot, especially right. if you're not familiar with uh, the show you or the may, actors. Not only just the actors, but the setting of the show. Sure, that's that's what I was getting to next, is that a lot of the times you don't know the setting of the show at all, and, and just reading the program will provide that entirely. Right. Or, or the format of the show, as in, how soon can I expect to be able to get a chance to go to the bathroom? Yes. Will there be one intermission or two? Yes. Or seven, who knows? Or how long will they be? Yes. So all of this is important information and a lot of times they'll let you know stuff that may or may not be in a curtain speech if they even have one so you know like location of bathrooms and that sort of thing <laughs> plus the I, flight attendant speech yes plus i was alluding before to the fact that they do advertise the theater itself they might talk about upcoming productions yeah. or how to be a season subscriber or that kind of thing in there or even just a program that somebody takes with them and leaves elsewhere could advertise the theater itself. Yeah, inadvertently in that case, yes, possibly. Or possibly advertently. <laughs> Intentionally. Yes. Yeah, it's um, it's just another promotional tool. Yeah. I guess it still has that value depending on 
where the programs go. <laughs> There's also a value to patrons who arrive in a timely manner to a show and are sitting there for 20 minutes before a show sure, begins. Sure, yeah. If you, gives them something to do. Right, yeah. I mean, you can read it. If you're new to that theater, if you've never seen a show in that theater before, mm -hmm. you can read up on it. Or if you're new to the show itself or to the actors in it, there's usually plenty of information about that in there too. Yeah, you know, and I find maybe if you don't get a chance to look at it as much before the show starts, maybe during intermission, now that you've seen sure. some of the show, that can pique your interest, particularly about the actors mm -hmm. and it's reading also, more I up find... on them. Now that you can put a face to the name, sure. as it were. If there's if there are headshots, no headshots in, in the program, which may be the case. Maybe we should start talking about the layout itself since we're talking about what's <laughs> inside there. Well, yeah, there's a lot of elements of content that could or could not, may not be in it. Yeah, I think there's a program it is i think there's a general layout that that most programs will adhere to which you know there's a front cover yeah which may be some kind of artwork yep. that's been created for the production either the show title or the theater name or both or something like that right there's the you know your title page and your setting which is basically like you know it, it, this is the kind of thing that's helpful if it's not otherwise stated in the well, play. Well, yeah, and that happens probably more often than not. Yeah, because it's not like you're you're not dealing with a movie where you're going to have a title card and it's going to be like London 1812. If it's London 1812, you're going to have to read that in the program ahead of time. Most likely. And then, okay, scene one is, you know, it's, afternoon. And then scene two is that the evening. The Castle. Or scene three is three days later. Three days later. The, the, that, those, the drawing room. Of, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> those context clues may not be obvious. Right, and and it's helpful to have them in the program es and to read about them. Especially depending on the production level of the show. If it's, say, if it's a show that's the same set throughout, right. those clues are kind of help, more helpful in those cases, I Particularly think, with too. passage of time. Yeah. Because it might be difficult to, to gauge that sometimes. Yeah, exactly. You know, if depending on how literal you're going with costume changes, there might not mm -hmm. be enough time for a costume, full costume change for a scene that's three days later. Yeah. And they might just, you know, change a scarf and be like, wait, yeah. isn't this, why did they, they only yeah, did right. change so the scarf? So I, I think yeah. that information is very valuable. I do too. And then in addition to that, there's usually information about the, the cast and the crew and their bios. Who plays what? Who plays um, what, who does what, who's running the lights. Yeah, and especially for the crew, these are people you aren't otherwise probably going to get to see. So yeah, they're behind the scenes, and they it's acknowledging certainly... the credits of everybody who came together to put the production on. And everybody's vital. Yeah, it you know there could be people who don't actually have a hand in the performance itself directly when it's being on the show night, but. Mm -hmm. Like was a costumer or helped find props. Costumer, I mean, when you've got your your lighting or sound designer may not be the ones running the sound. That's lights. also that true. happens a lot. Stage managers usually gonna be there, but yeah, you just you don't know. There might be different stage hands on different nights. It's just nice to see who's involved and what they've done. Well, it's like the film credits, but yes. you don't have scrolling film credits to be able to watch. So you get a program. You get instead. your program and you can read them at your leisure. Yes, yes. You don't even have to read them at the show. You can take them home for later. Yeah, I've done that sometimes. I think like. If there happens to be director's notes in there, that's sometimes good to read after the show instead of before. Yeah, you know, you never know. Well, depending on how much of a preconceived notion you want to have going in as I far guess. as what to expect, I suppose. Yeah, and I it also depends on what's written in the director's yeah, notes. I don't think I've ever been in a situation to write director's notes that I really? recall. I've written a few. I guess at different theaters have different conventions for doing that or not. I think... At least it's been my experience that I've said, hey, I'd like to put director's notes in. And nobody's ever come to me and gone, we need director's notes from you. Yeah, I, I don't recall. Yeah. Have you ever had your that. bio in as a director? That's pr pretty common. Mm -hmm. I think at a minimum, it's been everybody in the cast, certainly the director, maybe the producer or stage manager. 
usually not anybody else. I don't think I've always had my bio, and as a director, I think sometimes really? it's been just the cast. Okay. That said, in some occasions, I have had a bio as a sound technician. <laughs> yeah, you never know what's going to get included. So I guess we can like start talking in detail about those sections. But I mean, it is pretty much, you know, cover, title page and setting, cast and crew information. That's mostly what's included in there. They might also credit the the people who are the, the on the production board mm-hmm. or the, sorry, yeah. the board of the theater. Uh, yeah. Or I mean, serving other functions within I the theater. I think the bulk of the program is usually made up of the bios. Yeah, certainly that, that takes up the most pages. And that kind of depends, you know, like we're saying, it's it's pretty much always at least the cast by, has bios yeah. in there, director or producer sometimes. There may be headshots, there may not be. Yeah, I, I mean... Kind of depends on how many pages they have to it, it available does. to Some theaters will put, like, the headshots with the bios. Some people have, like, just a page that has oh, only yeah, headshots. Yeah. I think the... the the playbill, the Broadway playbills usually have headshots on a separate page, I think. I think you're right. I think I've seen that more often than not. Yeah, but it varies theater to theater. Sometimes they'll be there. It's like a yearbook. Sometimes a separate page. Sometimes there won't be anything at all. Yeah, you might only have cast photos available in the lobby. Yep, yep. Not in the program. And let's see, what other thing they'll do is they'll list the, the name of the actor and the role they played. They'll usually list like their previous experience they've had. That's the traditional bio is prior credits yeah. or especially prior credits at that particular theater. Yeah. It's another thing with Broadway. It's always there's at least one person in there that's been on Law and Order every time. <laughs> well. Go to any any Broadway production. There's at least one person who's, who's worked on Law and Order. I guess their casting agency <laughs> waits outside the audition well, lines. That show's just been on for so long in yeah, so many too. different iterations. Yeah. Everybody's worked on it. You know, Law and Order SUV. and Six degrees of Law and Order. <laughs> there's also like they'll... they'll Particularly with community theater, they'll list what they do outside of theater, their, yeah, their day yeah. job, so to speak. I mean, with a professional playbill, you'd expect that is their day job, so they're just going to focus on right. that piece so of it. so there's not any but, need for that. But they might list, like, other In his interests. free time, he enjoys yes. fly fishing, snorkeling, and stamp collecting. <laughs> not all at once. <laughs> stamp collecting while underwater <laughs> snorkeling and catching fly fish. The, the stamps get so wet, it's, it's too hard. They'll also put in, like... Personal thank yous sometimes. Yes, that is pretty common. Yeah. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Thanks to my love of my life, et cetera, for putting up with me not being around for all those rehearsals. And thanks to my kitty cat for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not having my lap to sit on while I was at rehearsal. Right, right. That sort of All, all those sorts of things. Yes. I have found it increasingly common, and there might actually be one in one of these programs I dug out, mm. but kind of like joke bios. Yeah, I've seen that sometimes. Like the whole bio's a joke. Kind or, of, yeah. yeah. I want to say, so I think, I believe when I directed Dracula, I think it was Russ, the guy who played Dracula for us. His bio (laughs) was, they found his body up in the attic and propped him up and he's been doing theater ever since, something like that. There was some sort of joke in there. This one program I'm looking at made up a bio for a completely fictional person. Well, we had to do that for Accomplice. So I'm not going to give anything away, right, but we right. had like a yeah. fictional bio in there So as certain well. shows kind of have a special requirement for that because yeah. it's an element of the show. Mm-hmm. In that case. And then they put in a bio of a person that's like one sentence. One sentence. <laughs> kind of a joke. Okay. <laughs> but they also appears? Yes. Yeah. That was a okay. real person. <laughs> but the long bio in front of that was not a real person. Ah, himself, yes. <laughs> Edgardo Tortellini. <laughs> All right, then. Well, I'm not going to read this while we're, yeah, while we're don't, talking. Don't but... spoil it. But... Well, there's also like uh, Noises Off, a show we've referenced a lot, has has a joke program within the program right right for the show a play within, within the play, show yeah. yeah so the the nothing's on 
which yes, is the play that's on. being put on in Noises Off, has its own program with all of the bios in it. So you there never know. There might what be certain games for. that are played with the bios where don't take it entirely at face value. Right. And I mean, even if it's not a whole joke bio, sometimes somebody will throw in just, you know, some humor yes. for the audience. So what I, I, with all of that information that goes in, what do you think makes a good bio? A good bio? Uh, well, I know a lot of people who hate writing them. So <laughs> to yeah. the extent that you get a cohesive bio <laughs> might that... be as much as you can plan on having. But I'm sure <laughs> you've like read some over the years where you're like, wow, that's a really good bio, right? Or have you? Maybe you I haven't. Don't I don't I, know. I don't necessarily put a lot of stock in bios. Sometimes if I find them entertaining, mm-hmm. th- you know, that kind of breaks the, the so format the a little bit. Yeah. I like a little bit of humor in there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I suppose in terms of its function, you know, having an audience member have the ability to connect you to maybe a previous show that they saw. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, right. I remember so-and-so. She was a skinny girl. And sorry, you I'm using an example. You may have seen me in... <laughs> Or this is a perfect place for you. Now you don't do your Troy McClure impression. <laughs> it's a perfect spot. <laughs> Hi, for I'm it. actor Troy McClure. You might remember me from such other community theater pro. Uh, damn it. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, well, I blew that, didn't I? <laughs> you see one opportunity to use that. I know. And and <laughs> no, I think one thing that's gotten controversial that I've seen lately is people putting personal opinions in their bios, such as. Well, there was a bio, I think... I hope you enjoy this show. Personally, I thought it sucked working on it. (laughs) I'm sure that would certainly be controversial. (laughs) But there's been, I want to say it was when I was still on the board somewhere where somebody was putting like political opinions in their bio, and you don't know what your audience is going to be made up of. And I think it's, there's a tendency with people involved in community theater that they tend to be on the liberal side, and they put some sort of liberal message in their bio and the audience member was somebody who was rather conservative and took offense to what was said in the bio of the liberal actor and there was a bit of controversy with that so i think it's a just a good rule of thumb to just leave out the personal opinions in your bio because they can you don't know what kind of controversy it's going to cause it might seem harmless to you but it but you're dealing with a potentially diverse audience right and if you're trying to potentially avoid alienating them. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to, you know, thank God for <laughs> in your performance, but it's another thing, I, you know, like I would thank God, but I know he doesn't exist. Like that might <laughs> offend somebody. I don't think saying thanks to God for, you know, whatever is going to offend anybody. But if you're an atheist and that's fine, I wouldn't necessarily shove it in people's faces in your bio. Right. Yeah. Just kind of, being diplomatic, maybe. Yes, that's a good way a good to put rule it. Of thumb, yeah, I would say. So that to me, like, uh, good bio is one that doesn't offer a whole lot of personal. In- excuse me, doesn't offer a whole lot of personal opinion, but does offer a decent amount of personal information. You know, I don't need to know your blood type, but it, it's interesting <laughs> to know it what might you help. do outside. There are some people that think, oh, they're not going to be interested in what other roles I do. I should just tell them what I do outside of theater. And then there's other people who think the opposite of that. With you know, they're not going to be interested that I also enjoy. Brewing fly beer fishing or fly fishing and <laughs> collecting stamps underwater. Um, so it could go either way, really. I think, I guess when I've written bios, I tend to take the point of view of sticking to, this is what I've done in theater, mm-hmm. especially now that I'm at a point where I've done quite a done bit. Done enough, yeah. Yeah, I don't really get into the personal details. Uh, I usually I, throw a little in there. 
maybe have thrown in special thanks mm-hmm. if that's become kind of the it's to your cats isn't it yeah it's all about the thanks cats. to my cats yeah they're my they're my muse my inspiration my muse <laughs> mew mew <laughs> I get that was accidental. I see what you did there. Yeah. Muse. Yeah, uh, yeah. So other information that goes in bios, you know, we were talking about director's notes before. Sometimes there's information about the theater. That's usually I find, particularly Barley Chief, is like, crap, we have to kill another page. What are we going to do? Oh, we'll just put in the stock information about the theater. The history of it. Yep. Yeah. Well, that might be something they do anyway yeah i I mean it's usually interesting particularly if if it's your first time at a theater right they're trying to yeah they're trying to educate the audience about this is who we are this is what we do this is the place that we're doing it in all that kind of background info always good to educate and many of these theaters have historical they do um, i I would say probably more often than not they're (laughs) they're usually not shiny new buildings yeah right and we talked about advertising yeah, that will get in there. There may also be, even if it's not, say, a business advertising, mm-hmm. which in the case of business advertising, it might have been a business that contributed something to the particular sure. production. Yeah, sometimes there'll be donations of, you know, a donation, props, yeah, and furniture, this is that a, kind of thing. A, kind of a payback to say, well, we'll put you in the program. Yes. Uh, to further your advertising. Yeah, I, I know I've experienced that with furniture where it's like, you know, some antique store or something, and they'll loan us an antique chair and we'll put an advertisement in for you. That well, that comes back to the community element of community theater. Exactly, which we'll discuss in a later episode. <laughs> The other things that they, uh, you know, you put in uh, season information. A lot of times that's you know, your back page. These are the shows that are up. Upcoming shows. Yeah. This is the rest of the season. Information about becoming a season ticket holder is probably. That's that's helpful, particularly thing. earlier in the season. Yeah. Or for next season. <laughs> yeah. It could be valuable to know at any point in time. <laughs> I suppose it could. Anytime you can use something to make some money. There's also frequently a credit for other contributors. We'll call them patrons of the arts who they weren't businesses, but they were individuals. Yeah. A lot of times there'll be like donations and stuff, you know, for 20 bucks or whatever, you can get your name in in the, in the program. There'll be different levels. There's different tiers. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Most theaters seem to have that. Yeah. So they'll, they'll be credited in the program. Like looking now, you got like patron $25 and up, benefactor $50 and up, sustainers $100 and up, angels $500 and up. As an example. That's one I'm looking at right now, but there are others that do different tiers and such. But yeah, so in addition to advertising, that's that's paid theater patrons, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think that kind of covers everything. Well, there's also, you Doesn't could it? have uh, warnings in there. Oh, yes. If there's right. going to be like uh, a lot of times a there's noise. a gunshot or there are other loud noises or if there's going to be like flashing lights that might affect somebody with migraines yeah, or yeah. epilepsy, that kind of thing. And then there's also smoking. I, yeah, if they're smoking in a show, smoking. they'll they'll put warnings with that or fog oh, machine right, used. Right. A lot of the uh, adult content and stuff we talked about in episode twenty might yeah, be flagged in a program. In mm-hmm. But or it could just be <laughs> a character's eating peanuts on stage. Yeah, actually I, that, that, I suppose that's legit. <laughs> I don't know that I would think to put that in there, but that could affect somebody with a severe peanut allergy. I, I suppose. So yeah. don't sit in the front row if that's you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Or you might want to check ahead of time if you're so allergic that yeah, I somebody mean, eating them. Those kinds them. of things, I think, probably have to get listed on the website also. But mm-hmm. just in case somebody missed it. It's always good to put that in there. Yeah. yeah. And I've also seen shows where they don't want to do like an official curtain speech for whatever reason. So whatever would go in the curtain speech, you know, like here are our bathrooms, here's this oh. and that. Sometimes we'll go just in the program verbally or, oh. or written rather rather than verbally. I don't recall ever seeing that. It's it's I've seen it once or twice. It's fairly uncommon, 
That's um, more often announced either through a recording or a live. Yeah, by there's a usually person. something before the show, but f- I, I know there have been certain circumstances where just the the format of the show has lent itself to not doing a curtain speech and moving right into things. So they'll just put that information in the program. Okay, I suppose like a show where if you know, kind of begins in medias res, as it were, where yes. there might actually be actors already preset on stage for whatever reason during yeah. the, the pre-show. I mean, I just saw a show the other day where there were characters on stage, but they just kind of interacted with the live curtain speech. Hmm. So that's one way to do it. But Interesting. Yeah. So how would one go about, like, what are the design elements to a program, would you well, say? Well, we kind of covered uh, what's in the layout. So well, the content, yeah. That's the, the format. The, you know, your cover page and, your, and that sort of stuff. There's a lot of different software programs that can help you lay them out now, and a lot of times the theaters will have like a standard layout and just swap out the info, but right. there's yeah, so many different ways common. to do it. It's usually, as we said, on the cover page, they'll be like, at the very least, you're going to have the name of the show, but probably a show logo. Aren't there certain, the, the scripts, if there are certain rules for how yes. to promote the show or the, the publicity information, that'll we be in the script. We did talk about yeah. that uh, in a previous episode where we're talking about the legality and there'll be requirements to go in the program, you know, name of the show and the, like the size of the font, the font sizes, and that yeah. kind of thing or the so, size of the show name versus the size of the writer's name. Right. That, also, a thing. that all has to get reflected in the design of the show and that's yes. mostly going to affect the front cover and maybe the inside cover. Mm-hmm. Front the, cover. the title page, sure. What I occasionally see is theaters will just blatantly rip off the Broadway playbill design. Yeah, for those unfamiliar, and I doubt that there are many who are listening to this, but mm-hmm. they, the, the traditional yellow field at the top of the page yep. with the black... Black uh, text says playbill in the official yeah. playbill, but sometimes they'll you know put in the theater name or whatever. I, I'm not a big fan of the ones that just blatantly rip off that design. I, it kind of shows a lack of creativity. Yeah, and... And, and it's also a... Reserve trademark, a registered trademark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get the idea of trying to simulate the effect sure. of that, but that's something you have to really be yeah, careful. Yeah, there, there's better ways think. to do. I mean, you could just do you know something with a light green field and a different font, and it'll still be evocative of. Yeah, the, uh, you could with a little creativity, you could certainly kind of make it your own. Yeah, a little creativity goes a long way, I think, with this, just to tweak it a little bit, just so it's something different. Now, I find that from past productions I've worked on, getting somebody involved who is with a theater who has artistic capabilities, mm-hmm. th- there's a trend to, well, there's always the the question of what's sort of the, the, the graphical design aesthetic of the theater. Right. Is it, yeah, and there's many ways to approach that. It's usually sure. a common theme and at least within at least a given season of a show yeah there's going to, to get a be look. kind of a unified look. Yeah, and, and that's helpful if you can get somebody that will work with you for the whole season and be like, okay, here's your design for the season and we're going to get the programs to kind of look like they're all part of that set. I find a lot of the theaters in our area have more of just a standard look for their programs and rather yeah. than a standard look across a season, it's just a standard look across multiple seasons. That's true. Yeah, standard formatting. It's generally easier to do that and maybe the inside of the program will vary a little bit. I know Barley Sheaf, like whatever font is used in the logo, they'll carry, they'll usually carry that font through the in- interior of the book just to kind of give it, to tie it together. Depends on how, I guess, uh, stylistic the font is, whether it's yeah. something that's suitable reading for extended sentences well, and I, paragraphs. Well, I know they use it for headers, usually. Oh, okay. All right. Th- that's generally what it is. Yeah, they probably use the same font for the normal print, I would think. Yes. Usually. I think, you know, a standard serif font. 
So that's a consideration, you know, when you're when you have the graphic designer or artist on board as far as mm -hmm. designing for different formats, and certainly a program cover is one of those formats. Yeah, I think the program is something that you do want to catch the eye, and it's nice if the design is good enough that people are like, ooh, I want to keep this, I want to hold this in my collection. Right. Even if they're not necessarily involved with the show, something that is a good memento. But it also depends on the limitations of the print format of the program. If you have color... Mm -hmm. In some cases you do, in some cases you don't. Yeah. Certain things are going to translate better. It can make a difference Depending on what sure. you have to work with. So. Yeah. Sometimes there are theaters that I've seen that'll do like a color cover yeah. and black and white interior. Right. Barley Sheaf, I know, has just uses colored paper for their cover, but it's all black and white. Okay. And they'll yeah, vary show to mm -hmm. show. And the color theme might have some tie into the show or be... Barley Sheaf, again, show. being most familiar with that, you, any listeners of this show know that that's what I'm always referencing. But as a director there, I know one of the things that you have to do is they'll they'll approach you and go, what color do you want for your program cover? You actually choose your color. Well, I think this came up when I directed Red Herring at Playcrafters, and I think the answer to that one was fairly obvious. Blue. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Olive drab. It's kind of hard to read black text on red paper, though. Yeah, and, you and need you to have enough contrast. It. Yeah. It couldn't be a very imagery that used a lot of black, I like think, a pale, in that case. a pastel red. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what shade it was, but... <laughs> yeah, I think I did red for accomplice. It's Makes always sense. good. It's yeah. a good choice for a murder mystery. Yeah, yeah. And we'll be getting a bit more into that in an episode or two from now. Maybe mysteries. more than one or two, but we will be discussing <laughs> mysteries coming up. So um, I guess the main rule when you're dealing with designing a program is that there are no rules. But don't rip anybody off. Yeah, really, people, if you're doing those playbill ripoffs, stop. Just stop yeah. it. <laughs> if we're going to be on our soapbox for any of these podcast episodes, this mm -hmm. is one of those times. Yeah. Stop it. It's just because it's, let alone the fact that it is a trademark design, it's just, it just shows such a lack of originality. It's kind of cliched at this point. It is. Really. And there's so many different things you can do. Put your own brand together. Yeah, put your put your... Put your own spin on it, your yeah. own twist. Do something that's original and that catches the eye without being like, oh, look, it's a playbill, you know? <laughs> uh, I've been fortunate to have worked with uh, a particular, particularly talented graphic designer named mm -hmm. Jeff. I probably have mentioned him before a while back, but he he's, he's really helped to kind of make interesting art based on just talking concepts and mm -hmm. elements of it and... and I hope that that makes the production materials, including the program, yeah, a little bit more memorable in that regard. Well, I that's part of my job now is doing graphic design, so I do have an eye for this, and I do see the things stick out, whether they're good or bad. I mean, you know, you and I were sitting and going through programs, and I'm pointing, oh, that's no good. That's not. They should change <laughs> that. And, uh, so I'm I'm kind of particular about that and giving a critique. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't have done that. I did the uh, the logo design for Barley Sheaf for a number of years. I, I, I stopped that this year. I, I have done a couple of programs over the years. And honestly, I was probably guilty of doing in interior, at least, mostly like the Playbill design. And I didn't do anything original, mainly because I didn't have time. Right. But that's well, just the kind of thing. that's a good point mm -hmm. as far as the time constraint. It's because true. My experience has been especially trying to get bios from people. Yes. A lot of people don't want to do them. No. And I've actually gotten to a point where I'm like, 
as a director, I've been like, okay, if you don't get the bio done by such and such a date, I'm going to write your bio and it's going to praise me. <laughs> and I have had to do that a couple of times. And wow. so if you go back in the programs where I've directed, if you see somebody that's excessively praising my directorial <laughs> prowess, then that means I probably wrote their bio for them. <laughs> Robert would be nothing without the, without the uh, exceptional challenge, <laughs> yes. the, the deft direction. <laughs> so where I'm going with that is... By the time that the producer, whoever's putting together the program, has mm -hmm. all the information to do that, it's usually very quick. Yes. So this has been my experience where you get sort of the, the, the test print of the program, maybe the beginning of tech week. Yes. And then everybody has to go look at it and then go Make through sure and, correct and, you know, do any changes grammar check, spell check, typos, look for yeah. any of that kind of stuff. So that is legit. And that's, I, I also think that's a reason why that you kind of get to a standard format and everything is more or less the same, except you might be changing a font or two just because it's quicker yes, to do that. Yes, right. You, you, these, are, these are decisions you don't have to make. You don't have to spend any time thinking about because yes. it's already. But that's mostly the interior. Format. I still feel like the, the outside, your title page, your rather your cover page, can you have the time you can well part of that might be boilerplate if there's always going to say be the theater's yeah, logo on but it but you can take the time to do that ahead of time and then just swap out for you know maybe a production shot or the logo or the the typeface right. or whatever that you're doing but you'd still you'd have your season is generally set at the beginning of the season you can work on all the covers unless you're using yes but photo uh, yes. well yeah i think it's the photo element aspect of it right. if you're talking if about you're something doing that, if you're doing that on the cover if it doesn't necessarily rely on, say, actors in mm -hmm. costume, in character, yes. as a critical element of your artwork, then it's a lot easier to get that. Which might be the best way to do it, because I, you've got you know a couple. We've got a couple of examples sitting in front of us, and they both have in character shots on them, and they're in costume, and yep. you know a lot of that stuff may not be pulled together until, until relatively soon before tech. So yep. that making does those make it more choices makes it a lot tougher to you know yep. limited time to pull all this together, but. The bottom line is you do have choices. Yes. So if you don't have somebody that's going to have the time to put that together at the last minute, you might want to consider doing something that's just the show logo or something like that and get more creative with that and have them done ahead of time. If you can. If yeah. you can, yeah. I guess that pretty much I covers think we've the, to death. We've covered the programs <laughs> what, there's from be cover part, to cover. not going to be any part two? <laughs> you want to do a part two? No. Can we battle on for another half an hour by I covers? I doubt it. No, we can't. What are your favorite program <laughs> covers, Glenn? Well, really, <laughs> actually, to be honest, the, the the two that you brought down, these are both pretty good. Okay. I do like uh, the photos in there. These examples nice that I brought that. down were some recent productions that I've been involved with. or mm -hmm. uh, Well, one I wasn't really involved with. I just went to see it, actually. I had really no part in it. But they were, they're both samples with a few of the actors and kind of in character. And it conveys, you know, the, the crux of Gives you the what to expect to see in the show. Yeah. I'm not crazy that this one has the theater logo on it twice. Oh, yeah. That's How about that? Well, maybe, See, this is the kind of thing that I noticed. Yeah, well, maybe that was a case of, you know, the, the permutations of the artwork. Maybe that photo was used for something outside of the context of the program. Yeah, and I didn't needed the and logo needed there, the and logo they just kind of put that. it in there. There's other, like, Zappin. nitpicky things that I can do, but I'm not going to do that on the air because nobody can see what I'm looking at, and we're not going to mention the shows. Correct. But anyway, that covers it from cover to cover. And next week, I think we're going to be randomly babbling. We'll see. Half an hour of that. So be sure to tune in. It might be a meditation exercise. And remember, if you've got comments, questions, 
uh, ideas for future episodes, you can contact us by visiting our website, backstage.link, and clicking on Contact the Show. And there are many ways you can do that, which we will not get into here. No. All right. Well, with all that said, I think that sums it up for today. So thank you again for joining us backstage. And remember, if you've enjoyed the show, you can subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a review. Tell a friend. Tell five friends. Tell tell, tell five friends. friends. And so on. And they'll tell five and friends. And so on. And so on. <laughs> and remember, uh, also at backstage.link is our store. If you anything you buy in there, proceeds go toward uh, keeping the show running. Yes, fixing broken wires and headphones and whatnot. Yes. So until next week, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And thank you for joining us backstage. See ya. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh sorry. 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 No, sorry. Totally sorry. Pod. Oh, I'm not looking at the notes. Particularly with community theater, they'll list what these, what... Try that again. Humor. Art. Art. <laughs> it's been sitting in the uh, <laughs> yes, idea pile for a while. Been. I was starting to think we already did it. Nope. That's how long it's been sitting in the idea pile. And, you know, if you do buy a shirt, that's another good way to, to plug the show for If you're us. feeling generous. Yes. Or need another shirt. And or feeling... need another coffee mug. Okay. You done? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Oh, boy. Okay, that's the new theme. <laughs>